Welcome to Fresh from the Escort. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Rightio, welcome listeners to, I've lost count of how many episodes now, but we've um, outlasted Neighbours, it's nearly finished up, outlasted a season of The Voice, only got to um, outlast that other show on there, oh, you know, where they get all locked in a house, Big Brother, and we'll be right. Special treat today, once again I'm on the road, we've taken Fresh From The Esky Interstate to the coldest part of the country it appears, and it's not, I'm not in Antarctica, but I might as well be being a Queenslander, but we're in a state... We have our first female guest, also my relative, as in she's my niece, that is Jessica Johnson. Welcome, Jessica, to Fresh from the Esky. Thanks for having me. No, it's great to have you along. Actually, I was surprised you volunteered. I haven't had too Why many not? volunteers. It's going <laughs> to coerce a few people into this, but um, <laughs> you were willing, yep. quite willing, which is good. Yep. Yeah, Love a chat. You do. You actually, it's one of your strong points, actually. Yeah. Actually, um, before we get too in-depth into this, I was thinking the song, Bad Out of Hell, does that mean anything to you, the Meatloaf song, Bad Out of Hell? Well, it always reminds me of Dad. Does it? Because Dad had that record. Is that record called Bad Out of Hell? It is the Bad Out of Hell record. Yeah. Yes. So and there is re- a single one at Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, because yeah. Dad used to play that all the time on the old stereo at home. Yeah, well... Because it- that's Paradise by the Dashboard Line. Yes. And you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it reminds... Funny, it reminds you of Dad. It reminds me... Of you, because as a little kid, I don't know, about two, you used to run around the singing room <laughs> flat out until you actually fell over singing it. Yeah, yeah. right. You remember that? or you No, no, I don't remember that. Yeah. I definitely remember listening to it a lot and quite loud. Yes. Um, but I probably remember, see, I still know all the words to Paradise by the Dashboard Light and you took the words right out of my mouth, but maybe not so much about Out of Hell. I haven't listened to that. Yeah, as much well, as I've gotten older. I was just at a 60th birthday party just on the weekend and the Bad Out Hell was on and I was surprised how well I knew the words. Yeah. So was everyone else there, which I made, <laughs> made a spectacle of myself. But it was such a, a big thing, I reckon, in, in that time. Like, I reckon every HQ, Monaro, Kingswood, everything yep. used to have one playing in the cassette player and all that. Yep. But yeah, huge. Yeah, it's it a good record. Hmm. So Jessica Johnson, a bit more about Jessica Johnson, born in Mark, well, well in Wangaratta, yes, yep. grew up Markwood, Glen Rowan, around the area, always been a country girl, which yep. a country childhood anyway. Yeah, but I haven't, I've pretty much stayed around here really, went to uni in Wodonga, yep. so, you know, about an hour up the road, but I never sort of moved down to Melbourne or anything like that, so I guess I've been... Yeah, I've been country, I would say. Yeah, regional. At regional, very, least. Like, very but, regional. But, but grown up really on farms a lot of the time, I suppose. Yeah. You know? when I was Recommended as an upbringing? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I like the city. If I go down to Melbourne for a couple of days, like a long weekend type thing, I like being down there. There's heaps to do, heaps of good places to yep. eat, lots of shopping and that sort of stuff. But I just find it so busy and chaotic. Yes. And I, I think I like, that's what I like probably about country towns i guess it's just a bit slower paced and quieter and not as hectic yeah yeah, yeah no, so. that is true I, I, I agree i think lovely places to visit the city exciting yeah but yeah get a bit over empowering let 
you know, other people love living there. They, um, yeah. You know, Arnie Kaz. Yeah. Loves living in Melbourne, you know. I think since um, I've had kids too, though, I've often thought to myself, I don't know how people in cities do all the kids stuff. So school drop-off, school pick-up, getting to work, getting to sport, all of that sort of stuff in the peak. Don't know how people do that because it's sort of, it's enough of a wrangle here just in Wangaratta if you've got to drop kids off at multiple points before you get to work and I just think oh doing that in somewhere like Melbourne where daycare might be across you know in another suburb to school and then you've got to get back across to work and all of that sort of stuff yeah well I live on the north side of Rockhampton and I remember when I was working on the south side I was getting quite frustrated sometimes I'd have to go through three or four sets of traffic lines yeah and I think to myself this has taken me 15 minutes sometimes to get to work You know, and I thought, gee, there's people in Melbourne, it takes them a couple of hours yeah, that's to right. get to work and every yeah. day, like. You know, yeah. But, but yeah. So, a trip to Germany, though, in your later. Yeah, end of year 10. Yeah. I went to. Ge- oh, was it end of year 10 or end of year 11? No, end of year 10. I went to Germany on exchange for about six weeks, I think it was. It seemed so, a long time at the time, I remember. Yeah, it was over Christmas. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool because we had a white Christmas over there. So that was pretty exciting. But no, that was heaps and heaps of fun. I went with, there was another girl, or two other girls actually, from high school that I knew that went. And then we went with a bigger group of kids from schools down in Melbourne. Yep. Um, so I had a really lovely host family who were very, very kind to me. My friend Katie didn't have as much luck with her host family. Not that they weren't nice, but they just weren't as welcoming. And she had a room that was, it was essentially kind of like a basement. And they used to actually lock her down there at night. There's probably laws against that these days. Yes. <laughs> but she, she was, it was really awful. She, she would say, oh, they locked me down there. And then I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get out in the morning until they'd unlocked the door. And, yeah, and it was just, and her host sister, who was the same age, just wasn't as friendly and talkative. Whereas my host sister, Julia, was beautiful and yeah. we would chat and we got along really well and had lots in common. Um, and her parents, Wolfgang and Marley's were their names. I love they that, just, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah, yeah they were awesome. And Wolfgang knew a, a fair bit of English and Julia was very good at English. I mean, they're all really good at English yeah. over there. And her brother, Alexander, spoke really good English as well. But their mom, Marley's, her, she had very little English. So that was really good for me because when I spoke with her, it ha- pretty much had to be German. Yeah. So it was it, good for me. Was it part of why you went over because you were doing German? I was doing German, yeah. yeah so, so it was I'd, a prerequisite of getting to go, was it? Or? No, it would, no. I, I mean, there were other people that did German right through to year 12 that didn't go on exchange yeah. or anything but it was an opportunity i suppose for people that were learning doing german yeah right. um yeah to go over and yeah definitely improved my skills yeah a bit of an odd time to send you over christmas away from your families and things like that the- yeah well, i'm not sure if that was because we didn't really miss any school because i remember yeah, going we had our year 10 formal and yep. then we were leaving for germany the next day mm. so i think school must have been almost finished up for the year yep. here and then we were back by the time year 11 started yeah so it might not have actually been six weeks it might have been five I remember it seemed like a long time when you did go. Well, it did because it was the first time I'd been so far away from home. That's right. It's not like you went interstate for a couple of weeks. No, it was huge. And um, I will never forget too, I got lost when I was over there. So I'd gone, where had I gone? I'd gone out with... 
Katie, I think, and Naomi. Oh, that's right. Katie and I had gone to meet up. I'd gone to meet up with one of the other girls that was over there that I knew from home. And Julia had told me which train to get on and all of that. And I'd, and I'd done that. But when it was time to come home, I got back on the train, but going the wrong way. So I kept going to the end of the line rather than getting oh, on the line right going back yep. home. Yep. And um, that was really scary because the train got to the end of the line and I didn't know what to do. And, you know, my German wasn't awesome. And it was, I mean, it was okay, but it was nighttime. Um, and I remember there was this, um, like I sort of got off the train and there was this man who, like looking back now, I think he was drunk, but he was just standing there in this big trench coat sort of like lingering around me and he sort of at one point like opened his jacket and said come or something and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> there was this ah, other <laughs> there's definitely laws against that too yeah. I'm sure yeah. <laughs> there was this lovely lady who knew a little bit of English and I sort of had enough of a conversation with her where I said um that I was lost and where I needed to get back to and I had no no change on me or anything to use the pay phone to call home to like yeah, my German and no home. mobile phone of course at this no time. mobile no. phone no, no I didn't get a mobile phone until I finished school well, I don't think they would have had them would have had them anyway no I don't no. think so I finally um this this lady helped me get back on and I got home but my host family were beside themselves oh, I can imagine. and I think they had actually called home to hear Yep. Because and and sort of said that I had was late home and, and whatever because so I had mum and to, dad he would have been panicking too yeah well I don't know if they my host family called home here or if mum or dad just happened to call to talk to me and I wasn't there yeah but um by the time I got home like they were pretty frantic so then I had to call home and say that I was okay and that yeah. was all a bit, <laughs> a bit yeah. of drama because surely you'd get struck off the host family list if you lose one of your well um, I reckon you'd probably reckon get in trouble would, yeah. yeah you would have been sixteen yes yeah. That's, yeah that's that's pretty hectic experience, actually. Yeah, but I think too, as because I did grow up here in the country, and I, I mean, even now, like I'm not great with public transport. Like, really, I should have known to get back on the train going back the other way. But yeah, <laughs> it just you know, 16 year old me new to public transport in a country that I'd never been to before. Yeah. I think it is a bit of a um, might be a bit of a Hodgins thing. Right. I've got very poor spatial awareness. Ben's geography skills are very poor. My geography is terrible. I only recently learnt in the last 12 months what the names of the continents are. Yeah, Ben only learnt that he went, he's been to Bathurst and it's in New South Wales. But anyway, that's um, a different story for a different yeah. time. <laughs> so we survived Germany. We, I survived Germany. And we got back. Came back and ended up doing really well in German too. So that was good. Well, that was good. It was yeah, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> So you finished your school. Yeah. Any idea what you wanted to do at the end? So as we've discussed before on my podcast, I think I'm the only person on this that's only done year 10. Everyone else seems to have done year 12. So you completed year 12. Yeah, so I finished year 12. um, And then I... Passed with honours or something, did we? Or... I'm not honest, but I did pretty well. Like yep. I got a pretty yeah. decent and time. You're always a pretty good student. Yeah, and I liked school, and I, you know, and I liked learning, and I was, um, you know, sort of happy to put in the work. Yep. Um. So yeah, I did. I did get a pretty good enter, and I knew that I wanted to get into mental health nursing. Yep. So I applied to uni in um, Latrobe, but in Wodonga, yep. and I was accepted, but I deferred. My first year. So you had the gap year, as they call it, I think. Yeah. Yep. And my main reason for doing that was because I needed to get um, financial independence through Centrelink to be able to get youth allowance while I was studying. 
Because I was living right, with yep. dad and Faye at the time yep. and they they earned too much money for me to be eligible for it. So I sort of had to – you had to earn something like $15,000 in 15 months or something. So I had already been working at Woolworths because I yep. started working there, I think, when I was in year 10. Check out chick. Check out chick, yep. yep. So I just did a year working there. I don't think it was full time, but it was pretty close, maybe like 35 hours a week or something like that. Mm, yep. So did that and then went to uni the following year. So I was living in Wang and just commuting up to Wodonga for uni. Yep. So didn't probably didn't really party and stuff that much at uni. But yeah, you, I mean, uni was fun. And then I finished uni and got into, we have to apply for grad years generally. You don't have to, but when you finish nursing, they generally suggest that you apply for a graduate year. So that's sort of like your first year of nursing where... I guess you're a bit more supported um, and, oh, you, right, and yeah. you rotate through different but sort of... But you still have graduate university before Yeah, so, you've, yeah, so yep. you've finished uni and you've got your degree, yep. but you can do a graduate oh, I think Yeah, I think we get graduate engineers and that at work. Yeah, yeah. that's what that is. It must be their first year out. First year out, yep. yeah. And usually yep. you'll do sort of a few different rotations just to sort of see what you like and see different things, I suppose. So I applied for a general nursing because I'm, I'm just a registered nurse yep. so I applied for a um, general nursing graduate and then also a graduate in mental health and I got into the I got into both but I wanted to do um, the mental health one so that was the way that I went yep. and I'm still I'm still doing mental health nursing so I, th- I think I'm 15 years now because my first year out was 2007 oh, gee, this sounds so long now I know and I've got time. long service and everything yeah. <laughs> so that makes me feel yeah. really old um, I also I really wanted to do mental health but I was interested in doing midwifery as well and that's probably something that I would still really like to do at some stage probably more so since I had the kids I've yep. thought more about wanting to be a midwife I think that would be really really good job Mm. so at some stage if i decide that i can be bothered going back to study and shift work and stuff like that you'd have to go back do more study i would yeah i'd have to do basically do like a midwifery program so they offer that at the hospital here in wang so it's a one-year program where you work on you mainly work on the ward and i think you have to uh, be at a certain number of births uh, by the end of that 12-month period and that Actually, with my huge listening audience, there'll be people approaching because I think I only heard last week they, they reckon there's um, been a lot of home births and births yep. in ambulance bays and that's because there's a lack of midwives around uh, at the moment due to of, COVID. Yeah, I think there's a lack of everyone, like mm. all nurses, but I was having a conversation with someone recently who said the same thing, that there's a, I think it's a statewide shortage of midwives. Yeah, what well, we're listening to in seven different countries, you might get called from Spain or yeah, Malaysia. Right. <laughs> Or Canada, or the United States, yep, or the UK. Right. Yeah. So you have got an international audience now. Seven different countries. Wow. Would I lie to you, Jess? No, no. I don't think so. Oh, but oh, that's oh. great. Hmm. So enjoy mental health. Uh, yeah, I, I presume it's a lot of helping people. people yeah. And a lot of it these days would be helping youth. Are so they, I, I suppose it's, mental health isn't restricted just to the youth, of course. Is no, it? so it depends. It sort of depends what area you work in. So I started out working um, in the inpatient unit. So the inpatient unit here in Wang is an adult unit. So yep. sort of 18 to... God, it might even be up to sort of... Well, I think it's actually 18 plus, really. So that's obviously all ages other than yep. children. But then I, I sort of did about 
probably 18 months there all up and then went into community mental health. So there's different teams within community mental health. And I initially started with the adult team, but then I moved into the youth. It was called the early psychosis team at the start. So we were seeing young people between the ages of 16 and 25 who were experiencing a first episode of psychosis. And then later we sort of branched out and became the youth early intervention team. So it wasn't specific to psychosis, but we were still sort of seeing young people within that age group who were having their first sort of episode or presentation of a mental health problem. Mm. So I did that up until last year. So I was in that team for about 12 years. And then last year I decided to take a secondment back to the inpatient unit, but in a um, clinical education role. So that's been a really different role for me it's not as clinical because i'm not really doing patient work now i'm more working with the staff around you know making sure that they're keeping up to date with their professional development and providing education on the ward and that sort of stuff oh yeah so you're working with the staff with the staff yeah and developing they've got the skills to yeah yeah that sort of stuff but like everywhere else at the moment in all the other health services they're pretty chronically short-staffed so you sort of end up a lot of the time on the floor and um helping helping them out anyway so yeah yeah so that's been good because i miss i like the clinical work i like working with people and talking to people and that sort of stuff so i've missed that so it's been good to be able to still do some of that and and mental health I, i know it gets a lot more airplay these days and that but it is a I suppose it's more accepted as part of our whole health, isn't it? Like, it's just like your physical fitness, yep. your, your health of your, I don't know, body, body as such. Your, physical health? Your mental health as, yeah, physical health. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, if I'd went to uni, I'd know words like <laughs> yeah, that. You would. be able to construct a proper sentence probably. But, um, yeah, so it is a, a real thing and um, there is a lot more support for people. But I suppose there's still that stigma, is it, a bit of people feel like I don't know approach especially the male population I think yeah I think it's getting better I think it's definitely gotten better um since I first started like it's more um I suppose socially acceptable these days to talk about mental health or talk about your struggles with mental health Mm. I still think it's difficult for people to access mental health services though even though people are more aware I still think that sometimes it's hard for people to take that first step to get help for their mental Mm. health and I think particularly over the last few years with COVID I mean most of the psychologists and counsellors and things like that around have just been absolutely overwhelmed with referrals and their books have been so full Mm. so I know in Wang and I assume it's probably everywhere but a lot of people have had have not been able to accept referrals Mm. so you've got probably a large percentage of people who have tried to seek help for their mental health but then haven't been able to actually engage with yeah. anybody because there's people are just yeah. flat out. Yeah, and from what I've heard, some of those counsellors, they're so overrun it's affecting their mental yeah. health actually. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, and I mean know. some of them have a 6- to 12-month waiting list. Mm. So that's really problematic for people because when you've taken mm. that step to try and get help, you need it then. You know, yes. you don't want to have to six wait. 6- or 12 months, six yes. 6- or 12 months. Would be yes, yeah. yes. And I think the last, you know, with COVID, I think that we'll sort of be seeing the effects of that um, for a long time to come with Mm. people's mental health because the social isolation and financial pressure and all of that stuff has just been so difficult for everyone. Mm, Has been and and there's still that, it still lingers on to this day at the moment. Like you say, it'll take a while even, even if COVID 
disappear tomorrow, which doesn't look like it's going to. No. <laughs> the, the lingering effects of it are going to take a while for yeah. us all to overcome. Yeah. Well, we better get onto something a bit lighter. <laughs> Jessica's um, social life. So, My uni, social you, you life. didn't party much. At- Not a lot. I oh. think I went to a couple of pub crawls, but I think just because I wasn't living up there or living on campus and I was sort of traveling because people probably don't realize so Wangaratta to Wodonga is about a 45 minute drive so I guess I didn't have as much sort of opportunity and I was also in a relationship at the time as well so probably wasn't really looking to party too hard no that's good Ben are you listening (laughs) but you did find time to get married I did find time to get married yep so when did I finished uni in 2006 and then I think I met Damo in 2000 and well I, I, I already knew Damo but started seeing Damo in 2008 yes you already knew him started seeing him seriously started it? seeing him well already knew him we were friends is what yeah. I meant yes. Andrew yes. Um, and then we got married at the end of 2009 so we did a pretty um, good overseas trip oh, in 2008 that. so where was that to? So we went to, so I had a girlfriend who was living in London at the time. So we spent a week with Carly in London and then we did sort of a couple of days in Paris. We did some time in Switzerland. We did some time in Italy. Uh, We went to Turkey. Visit the people in Germany, maybe? Wolfgang? No, I didn't. I didn't that trip because we we, we definitely thought about it, but the way we sort of worked it, it just didn't, didn't quite fit in. But yeah, we did... Yeah, Turkey, and then we did, you know, like a couple of days in Athens, and then we did a couple of the Greek islands. So we did Mykonos and Santorini, and then came home. So it was about seven and a half weeks, I think, we were yep. away. So yeah. you're my most travelled guest I've had. So I've been to Thailand as well, actually. There you go. Yeah, I went to Thailand with my girlfriend, Briley, at the end of 2007. Yeah, so I have actually have done a fair bit. Yeah, so... You- experienced a few different cultures especially the european cultures yeah yeah australia how's it all stack up i think i like australia (laughs) i think you do yeah yeah, i do i mean i i do but i've only been to bali so i can't really yeah i mean i must admit i think obviously so when did i say we went overseas 2008 so that's what 14 years ago Mm. i probably didn't appreciate some of the culture and the history as much as I would if I went now yeah more there for a good time and yeah and just I just I struggle to be around a lot of people and I think in that sort of seven and a half week trip there was everywhere we were going was really popular tourist attractions and there was just always people everywhere so I think a lot of the time I was sort of like oh god can we just get out of here I'm sick of being you know surrounded by crowds and people and that sort of thing Mm. like when I go to Woolies yeah I just got over it and probably didn't take in as much of the cultural stuff or the history as I could have I think Mm. Damo definitely was more interested in that than me whereas I was just probably tired and over people and you know I struggled being away from home I think I hate living out of a bag and you know like and just not having your comforts of home I guess Mm. so I still had a great time and it was an awesome trip and we saw so many beautiful places but I think now that I'm a bit older I I think that if I went again I would probably appreciate some of that a little bit more yeah yeah Yeah. plans to go again I was just gonna say not that I can really see myself (laughs) traveling not for for quite some time no I'm not someone who would travel with kids so 
obviously, as you know, I've got we've got Gracie, yes. who's almost ten. And then we've got Noah, who will be eight in September, and then Ayla, who will be five in October. So it's definitely not high on my list mm. to uh, go overseas or anything with kids. Yeah, and so it's a busy household with um, both busy. you and Damo working. working. Um, yeah. Ayla hasn't actually started school yet, no. has she? So yeah. next year she'll be at school. So she's at kinder this year. Yep. Um, so she, so I work three days a week. And I've still got her home with me two yep. days a week. So I'm actually feeling a little bit fragile about that. I feel like, you know, when she started kinder, I thought, oh, this is my last year with a kid at home. home. Yeah. Um, and so I'm feeling So a bit you should be thinking, great. Well, everyone thinking, oh. says that. Everyone says, oh, you'll love it. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll just love it. And I'm sure I will love it. But in a way, I think it feels like the end of an era when they sort of oh, all go to school definitely and definitely is yeah, I think, no babies. And, the, and the next one is when they the last one leaves school yeah like, you know it's all a, it all just yeah goes along but they're your kids forever but yeah there are different stages of of things as you'll find out i'm sure yeah um any advice to busy mothers out there how oh do you gosh. because you did manage to fit in you're doing taekwondo or i was doing kickboxing kickboxing how's that going still doing that no i had to stop doing that um because i didn't realize at the time but i had hurt my knee um when i was sparring with someone one day and that sort of stopped me for a couple of weeks but a couple of weeks later i was back at kickboxing and running and stuff again so i sort of didn't think it was anything serious i thought maybe i just jarred it or didn't really give it that much thought but it was sort of a bit I noticed it wasn't as stable after that and I was having to be really, really careful at kickboxing and even if we'd go to Inflatable World or the trampoline places with the kids, I'd have to be really sort of careful of it. So I eventually stopped kickboxing, but I was still running and exercising and then I think it was in – so I reckon I heard it in 2018 and then in 2020, it was at the start of the first sort of lot of lockdowns, I think, I was having a lot of trouble with my Achilles on that same leg. And I went to see the physio and he sort of said, I think that you might have done your ACL. And I said, oh. And he said, you know, have you hurt yourself? And I said, yeah, yeah, two years ago, like I, you know, yep. hurt my knee at kickboxing. And he said, I think you need to go and have a, um MRI. And so I did. And so I found out that I had completely torn my ACL. Yep. And so I saw a surgeon at the time and he sort of said, look, I wouldn't recommend surgery at this point because he said, I can't really guarantee you'd be any better off than you are now. And because he said a lot of the time when he's doing those surgeries, it'd be someone who, you know, whose knee would just give way and things like that if they turned around in the kitchen, whereas that wasn't really happening with me. So he sort of said, look, it's something you can revisit down the track if you need to and suggested that I just stick with physio. So I did that and did lots of work to strengthen my hamstrings and quads and calf in that um leg and that had been okay but then more recently i've been my calf's been getting really tight because i'm still running so my calf's been getting really tight and sometimes sometimes my hip hurts um and my knee i don't know if it's because it's cold but just recently my knee's been quite sore so i'm not sure yeah well i don't think they won't do mine my acl's just fallen off and they said no you're too too young now you're a lot younger than me and yeah he said to me something about oh no You'll get knee tightness will be the next thing. If I do this now, you'll only get accelerate knee tightness, which oh. I thought your joints got looser, actually. But anyway, but some people seem to be able to get them done pretty much straight away. Um, to me, 
I know your dad's having trouble with his. Why don't they do it now? Like, yeah, well, I'm not sure lot. exactly no. what dad needs. Mm. Um, but Pulled I know reconstruction. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> but my physio, he was quite a young, new physio, so he was pretty up to speed with the latest sort mm. of research and stuff. And he was saying that a lot of people recommend that more conservative management now, which is the mm. physio and the strengthening and that sort of stuff. Because he was saying pretty much as soon as they cut you open, that increases your risk of arthritis straight away because I was concerned I said to the surgeon well if I have this on and off again inflammation in that knee is that going to put me at higher risk of arthritis and he sort of said yeah but then so does surgery and I think for me too the surgeon sort of said the recovery is long and it's hard and with three kids it would be pretty difficult. I mean, I think you can't drive. You probably was, can't drive for yeah, about six weeks. That was weeks one of the things and, put me off, or they put me off with. They said, yeah, you won't be able to do anything for six weeks. Yeah. And then there's another six weeks on top of that recovery and all, all that. All of that. Yeah. I mean, I've got a bunch of sick leave. So from a work point of view, I mean, it'd be totally fine. But it's more, what do I do at home? Yeah. Um, so I've decided to wait. And, I mean, he said, look, you know, even in 10 years' time, if you decide, because I'm not that old, um, he said no. he can do surgery whenever. Hmm. But, yeah, it's a bit of a pain because I really like running and I sort of I sort of reduced it back to only twice a week and then now I've reduced it back to only once a week because I'm finding the knee's just pulling up pretty sore Get after that. Hey. Get it done. Oh, I just, I'm, I don't know. I don't really want to get it done. You get arthritis. As soon as you stop growing, you start getting arthritis, I thought. Well, as soon as you stop growing. As soon as you're fully grown, you'd, you'd probably know more than this. Someone told me, as soon as you stop fully growing, you start degenerating, which is arthritis. Well, I definitely feel like my body is degenerating. Oh, I, give oh, yourself another 10 years, Jess. Yeah, I know, but I feel like <laughs> when I got into my 30s, I was just like, oh, you know, now, I mean, I'm only 37, but now if I lay in bed for too long, I get a sore back. I can't sleep on my stomach because I get a sore back. I, you know, I'm a side sleeper, but if I lay on my side for too long, I get a sore shoulder, and it just seems like it's just all done yeah, in. That's sounding good. Um, the kickboxing, did you ever have a bout, or was it only sparring? Or um, No, so I did one. Is that on video somewhere yeah have you seen it no oh i have to show you so i did i was called interclub so it was just they'd set up every now and again we would meet with the club over in yarrawonga and they'd sort of match you up to do a few like a proper not a proper fight so you weren't going really hard but i guess it was harder sparring i suppose yeah um so i did that and i once and i was so nervous and I just I I got smashed I also got ended up getting paired up with someone who is a fair bit heavier than me not and when I say a fair bit like maybe only like five six kilos but that's that's a a bit when you're sparring and um but I just totally everything went out the window like I don't think I checked one kick so I just copped that many leg kicks to my thigh and I remember being I could not walk the next day and I remember thinking I'm going to get this ripper bruise and at least I'll have something to show it did not even bruise it must have all been internal I did not have a mark on me I I think I even she swept my feet out from under me and I fell over a couple of times and this is all when I had the bloody torn ACL as well so yeah no it was just that one time and I it was not something I ever I never really wanted to fight or even yeah spa I more did it 
a friend of mine who is a beautician, she told me that she went and she said, oh, you should come down. It's really fun. So I sort of more did it for fitness, I think, because mm. it was really quite good cardio. But I always hated if I ever, when we were sparring, if I ever sort of punched and actually got one through, I'd always stop and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, don't say sorry. Keep no, going. Because no. I was, it felt it felt weird hitting hitting someone yeah. in the face, punching someone in the face. Yeah. All the credit to you for actually getting in there. I mean, a lot of people talk about that, but to actually step in there and I can – there'd be a lot of people that just – well, it sounds like you actually froze almost like. Yeah, know. I just – I was so nervous. I was yeah. just – and she – and the lady that I went against, she was great. Like, she was really encouraging me sort of towards yeah. the Get end. Get up so I can knock you down again. No, not that, <laughs> but she was more like, come on, come on, like, you know, yeah. um, kick me, kick me harder. She, she was sort of saying like, come on, you can go harder yeah. than that. And, um, and she was quite controlled because that was one thing that was tricky. Some people – just don't have good control so even when you're just light sparring some people just go way too hard just don't realize how hard they're going and probably get a little bit nervous and anxious themselves and just sort of go yeah yeah it's an adrenaline thing i suppose yeah to an extent but i did go we went up to aubrey one night and watched a proper fight it's pretty brutal oh it is yeah um i've got a there's a couple of guys or well, a guy at work that does it and um yeah it is it is a very brutal sport oh um, yeah because one yeah. of the guys that i trained with did did the fight in aubrey and um they go bloody hard like mm. really hard oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. you could get really hurt yes because they're allowed to throw elbows and all that yeah too, elbows like, you know. oh yeah elbows mm. are brutal because if you yeah. cop an elbow yeah mm. that would no nah, that yeah. would, not for me not, not for professional you. fighting no. no on the other side of that Singing. Yeah. I don't know. Do you still do that? I'm not doing lessons anymore. So I think, when was that? I think that was before I had Ayla. So maybe like 2016 or something. um, I've always loved singing, always loved music. Um, I think it's in the genes. I I don't know if you've heard, but I sing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we can have a jam session later. Uh, maybe not on the I've podcast. Ben put a ban on me, actually. No. Has he? No, I've done two songs on the podcast. But you have? Yeah, I think there's been... Oh, it was a mixed reception. But, okay, but, but Ben wasn't keen. Ben's not keen, no. no. Um, yeah, so I did lessons um, for a little while with a lovely lady, Claire, who I actually went to school with. She's a bit younger than me. But I did lessons with her for a couple of years, and that was really fun. And she organises performances at the end yep. of each sort of school term for the students. So I remember my first term, she said, oh, so you're right for the performance. And I said, no, nah, no way. Like there is no way I yep. feel ready or confident to get up and sing in front of people that I don't know. So I didn't do the first one, but I did the second. So after my second term, I did do that. And I don't think I have ever been so nervous in my entire life. More than the kickboxing? More than the kickboxing, no. 100%. I yep. think you are so vulnerable with singing. I think it's really different to other instruments because it's your voice so Mm. like it's it and it's it's so hard to hide if you're nervous in your voice like your voice just breaks or cracks or quivers and it's so obvious and um i remember taking gracie up because gracie would have only been three or four so i sort of took her up on stage with me and she was my shield actually for probably my first few oh so that was more for jess than grace i thought it was gracie she wanted to come up (laughs) but i think for me it was great because if i took her up for my first song it would sort of settle those nerves and then i'd sort of be a lot better for the second song so i did the lessons for maybe 
three years and I haven't done a lesson for a couple of years now, but Claire um, often still invites me to the um, end of term performances. Oh, really? So she, yeah. yeah. So and she you said, go along? And, yeah. So yeah. I did one, a COVID kind of buggered it up at the last couple of years, but I did one just recently at the end of term one. And then, oh, sorry, it ended up being at the start of term two. Um, and then there's another one in a couple of weeks. So it's good fun. I don't yeah. get as, I still get a little bit nervous, but not as nervous. What genre do you sing? Oh, I just sing a bit of whatever. So I think the last performance I did a Snow Patrol song, Chasing Cars. And oh, yeah, no, yes, also yeah. Taylor Swift. I did her song All Too Well, which I love. Yeah. I think that um, the kids know every single word to the 10-minute extended version of All Too Well because we listen to it every single yeah. day for about yeah. three months. Yeah. Um, so no, it's, I like doing it too because I think it's good for the kids. They love coming to watch, but I think it's been good for them to to see me be nervous and unsure and have to push through and get up and do something. Yep. And Gracie did hop up with me for years. And I reckon when she, once she was about six, she got, I reckon she must've just realized she got more self-conscious and yeah, started to I care see. more about what people thought. You come and watch this, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she was, do you remember how confident she was? Mm, she would just hop yeah, up and yeah. she'd have her outfits and she'd yep. steal a microphone from yes, me and sing. Yeah. But then she just got to a point where she was like, nah, I don't, yeah, want, it's, I don't want to get up. Which happens to every child. It was so disappointing it, though. Yeah, Cause she was, she was so confident and she'd just get up and do her thing. But now she's really funny. And Noah hopped up with me actually the other week. We just randomly decided to do a song. So he said he would like to do another one, but he hasn't told me what song and we haven't practiced. So yeah. I'm not sure whether that will happen or not. But yeah, so they sort of like to come along and watch and think it's my concert. And I'm like, guys, it's not a concert. <laughs> it's a student, student yeah. performance and I'm singing two songs. But anyway. <laughs> Any talent, Grace, you'll know at this stage, you think? Um, look, I reckon Noah's probably going to be pretty good at sport because yeah. he really, he loves sport. And Noah's also really persistent. So if he sort of wants to do something, he'll just he'll keep trying persevere. and trying and yeah. trying. Whereas Grace is a little bit more... Oh, no, I'm not good at that. So I'll just, you know, move on to something else. Something I'm good at. Yeah. yeah. Gracie's very clever. I mean, as we were yes. talking about last night, Gracie's probably similar to me. She loves school. She loves learning. She's really curious. She loves reading and all of that sort of stuff. So I think she'll excel academically rather than sport. I mean, we had netball this morning. She's not bad at netball. It's only her second year. But, you know, I don't don't necessarily think she's going to be great. Like, it's not like she's tall or really oh. super fast or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, but I think all those team sports are, are much about kids socialising yeah, as that's anything right. and, yeah. and making friends and learning to play within rules and yeah. learning to play as part of a team. And yeah, and even of, doing something, even if you're not great at it yeah, as well, that's right. I think. Because like every team's made up of greats and not so greats. Yeah, that's and, right. And people that just filling in. That was my football career, basically, yeah. actually. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just think it's a good atmosphere. For, I, I wish Joel had stuck at it a bit longer, really. But, yeah. You know, it becomes a stage where some kids don't want to do these things, some kids do, and yeah. everyone finds something they want to do, hopefully, which they, you know. And, you know, a lot of people, they say, oh, these kids that play computer games. Well, computer games are here. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. We, a lot more people would have played them back in my day if I'd been here. Yeah. You know, I probably would have been one of them. I mean, you know, it's an available thing, and, and it's something they carry on like you know 
my boys, my oldest boy still plays them. Daniel still yeah, plays them. That's yeah. their thing. It's know? really hard with the screen stuff too these days because kids just do. Like I find with the kids, they're just always, can I have the Nintendo? Can I have the iPad? Yeah. Can I watch a TV? And I've often said to Damo, God, we're just fighting an uphill battle here because we, we're not screen Nazis or anything like that. But particularly with Noah, he's an energizer bunny <laughs> yeah. and he is very active and loves being outside. So I, I want to encourage that yep. still for now i think that when he's a teenager that's going to be really hard because he's going to want to you know sit inside and sit in his room and play xbox and stuff but i think we're trying really hard to limit it i suppose as much as we can yeah. that's tricky as well because i feel like even us these days like we're so connected to our phones oh that's right um, yes. and you know and the kids will say that to me they'll say well you're on your phone all the time and and i sort of say well no i'm not because i don't think i'm on my phone all the time but i guess i'm on it quite a lot yeah because and it's they your contact that. with so much stuff like yeah you that's know, right you know, yeah. and um it just work stuff and and mm. you know even things like I don't know what I ever would have done before Google, but, you know, checking the weather and checking whether it's going to rain yeah. and, oh, what what am I going to put the kids in today? Do they need jackets? Do they need jumpers? It's just mm. like, just work it out. But we're so reliant on technology now. But, yeah, I'm sort of nervous, I think, about having teenagers, I think, in this day and age of technology and social media and stuff like that. It's not something that was around when I was a teenager. No, but the idiot box was. It was the idiot box. The yeah, TV was, was this evil, but, evil but thing. But no Instagram and Facebook and TikTok no. and Snapchat and all that sort of stuff. That's so. right. Sometimes you feel for kids these days, like, they have got so much more and that, but there's so much more pressure as well because of this social media which is very anti-social at times social media very anti-social if you're a bully it's an ideal tool for you it's it's yeah you're you hide behind this you don't even have to face to face bully someone you just send them things which once again we get back to your mental health contributes to a lot of issues yeah and i think too in a way it almost encourages antisocial behavior because you don't have to have a face-to-face conversation with someone so you your, your child might say oh i was talking to my mates all day but they're not talking they're texting back and forth yeah, and that's exactly. still communication and that's still great it's a good way to stay connected but it's not it's not sitting down talking face-to-face no. like we're doing now hmm. and i think i worry about that because i think i don't want kids to forget that basic stuff yeah, around human right. connection yeah. and that sort of thing so that's um, going to be not a fun time. Adults, you see, adults say a lot of things they wouldn't be game to say to people's faces. Absolutely. You know, because they know they've got the anomaly of... Or hide behind you know, their yeah, keyboard. I mean, I suppose I haven't got the anomaly because you just check up where they live and yeah. things like that. But, you know, it's just awful. I just... Yeah, people people often say foul things yes. online that they would never mm. ever just say Just because someone's, someone's got face. a different opinion to them. Someone yeah. might just say, this is my opinion. Oh, yeah. you're, you know, and you think, really? Opinions. Um... A Collingwood supporter and an <laughs> Essendon supporter. Look, used to go to the games a bit regularly. Do you still do that? Look, haven't promo? been. I can't even remember the last time we went oh, to a game. I think really? it would be pre-kids. Yep. So, as I said, Grace is When Essendon 10. was half decent, really. <laughs> and Collingwood. <laughs> yeah. And look, I haven't... I can't even tell you the last time I watched a game. And even Damo, I think... Like, still interested in footy, obviously. But certainly, I mean, we just don't have as much time. So, yep. he doesn't watch the footy as much. I think he'd like to take Noah down because Noah's... Um, he's well, now he's getting into Oz Kick a bit. Yeah, yeah, and he's really showing an interest in footy. So, I think he'd really love to take Noah down to watch a game. And I think Noah would really like that. Yep. Not sure that Gracie will allow... 
dad and Noah to do that go without her. With her, her go, even if she has no prob- interest in football. No, right. but she'd probably like it. They, you know, we do a family tipping comp with Damo's yep. family. So Gracie's a bit into that, yeah. but I don't know that she's into the game or the rules as yeah, much. Yeah, but then again, in Melbourne, it's more than just a game, isn't it? It's a whole... The, the whole it's the thing, and yeah. Everything. So it's, she'd probably love it. Yeah, especially so they, a Collingwood Essen game. There might be 80,000 there. Yeah, and, that's always a good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been to a few Anzac Day games. Which because is that is Anzac Day still yes, Collingwood yes, Essen? Yeah. 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 So I've been to a few of those, which were really good. But um, yeah, it's been ages, and I wouldn't even. I feel sort of guilty saying I'm a Collingwood supporter at this point because I couldn't even tell you half the, anyone in the team or who the. Oh no, is. we'll just be like most of Collingwood. Wait till finals and see and if then, they're in there, and then start supporting. <laughs> and then you know, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do come that. out of woodwork everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been good. How long have we been talking well, for? Well, we've got 44 up already. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't think we'd struggle. No, no. No. <laughs> I haven't had to say much at all, actually, Jess. <laughs> Told you I like the charm. Um, what we do, like I said, this is a show for everyday people. Yeah. I, I, I'm not um, getting celebrities. I get enough. But I can't discriminate against celebrities. So I do invite them on and I'll leave it up to you. Who would you like to have on Fresh from Nesky? A, a like an Aussie celebrity? Anyone you like. Doesn't even have to be a celebrity, I suppose, if you oh, like. But wow. who would you um, like to see? Gosh, I don't know. I would love it, not a celebrity, but it'd be pretty funny if you got dad on. But I can't imagine dad <laughs> sitting down and chatting yeah. with you on a podcast. I can't either. I don't know. I'd have to once I went through what we can talk about, I reckon they I can't talk about it. there mightn't be much left. I don't know. Yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of an like an Aussie muso that um I really like that would be cool. Oh, you put me on the spot. Should Aussie Musos was a few of them. Who do you listen? Who the Aussies? Like I really like Dean Lewis. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Do you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah like I good. really like his music. Yep. Tones and I pretty. She's pretty. Got an amazing voice as well. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be pretty cool. I listen to so much different music. You do? You yeah. still still listen to music a lot? Yeah, heaps, yep. yeah. So I probably, the only stuff I don't like is um, like heavy metal and that real, what's it called? Scream, scream oh, or... death metal. Or whatever that is. Yeah. I don't, I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not a huge rap fan, but otherwise I, pre- I like pretty much anything. Like hmm. country, pop. Yep. I love sad kind of... Ballady. Ballady kind of type yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, I love some like dance music and stuff. Um, but who would I have on the podcast? That's hard. That's a hard question because I'm not. I don't really follow sport or anything that much either, so I can't really think of a sport person. I did hear you say in, in one of the episodes I listened to that you're hoping to get Joel on one day. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that, but Joel won't even listen. Oh, but, won't he? He still no, won't listen. No, yet fresh from the Esky is Joel's idea. The the name fresh from the Esky. Yeah, right. From Joel. But he just doesn't want to listen. No, to it. no. He he says he can't be attached to that. I'm actually. Lucky he doesn't listen because I'm not really know, meant to mention him. Do you know who you should get on? Russell. Yes. Russell I, would be great. Yes. Um, Russell's I, my pick of who you should get right, on the Russell podcast. Bond. Russell Bond. That's it. All right. We'll, yeah. th- we'll try and get Russell Bond. He'd be so funny, I reckon. He would be very good. I think yep. he would be good. The right. kids love Russ. Yes. They just, they, yes, they reckon no. he's the best. Yeah. No, yep. Russell. I, I had thought of Russell. I um, if any of the Bond boys were up here, I'd kind of try and get one of them. Yeah, but, that'd be an, yeah. it'd be an entertaining episode. Oh, it would be. Yeah, I don't think I'd have to do much on that no. one at all. Actually. No, I don't yeah. think you would either. No. <laughs> no. Well, thank you very much, Jessica Johnson. Do you want to 
sing something? No. I, I've done Amazing Grace and oh, I've gosh. done Are You Lonesome Tonight. No, I, I will it. decline. I don't. Uh, I won't sing on the you podcast. Sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Not prepared. And you know what else I've forgotten? And someone will call me about this. What? We're meant to have a beer. Oh, too. you did say that last yeah. night. But remember I said I don't like beer? Yep. And... And you said, oh, we could have something else. But yeah. afterwards, we can. We were talking about West Coast Coolers last night. We <laughs> were. was saying she found an old West Coast I might have to catch up with you before I head back yeah, to okay. Queensland and see if I can get some West Coast Coolers or something. <laughs> I don't think they make them anymore, we were saying. No, they do. No, I've seen oh, some. Oh, do I've seen. I'm sure Ben could help me out there, but I'm sure I've seen some in my fridge at home. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they might read. No, they might have sure renamed them or something. Unless they're very, very old. But yeah. yeah, they might be. Yeah. But so thank you very much, time. Jess. I'm, this will be quite a different episode. Yeah, um, won't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's what we're looking for. Not sure for. that people will find it interesting, but anyway. Oh, no. Something a no, little bit different. No, I think people will. People will find it interesting. Like, I'm not trying to achieve anything here. Just everyone's got a story. Yeah. Everyone's done something. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, everyone's, as I said before, everyone's had their successes and their failures and that yeah. like. Yeah, but no, absolutely. Thank you very much, Jess, for coming along. No problem. That's it. We've put this one in the box. It'll be episode something. Like I say, I've lost count. Yeah, Thank okay. you very much, Jess. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for Bye. having me. No, thank you.